within them to achieve what they've achieved tonight. And with the NAACP and all that it stands for, I believe the same for it. I hope you enjoy this.
May the Lord keep watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. Amen. God bless you. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul that's within me. Bless his holy name. It is indeed an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Let me first start off by thanking Reverend Talbert Swan. Bless you. Uh, for accepting the recommendations of me coming as your guest speaker. I'd like to also extend my gratitude to Sister Sophia Jeffrey, the banquet chair. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Greetings to the members of the Springfield, Massachusetts branch. Uh, thank you all. Thank you all for coming, for taking the opportunity to be with us this afternoon. <laughs> I have been blessed for the last three years to work at the National Office under the leadership of Reverend Nelson B. Rivers III and Reverend Dr. Julius Caesar Hope, the legendary yes, Julius Caesar Hope. Yes, so I am very gracious that they've allowed me this opportunity to come before you. I bring greetings from Benjamin Todd Jealous, President and CEO, Reverend Rosalind Brock, Chairman of the Board of Directors, from our 64 board members, our 1,500 branches, 300 youth councils, 150 college chapters of this great association, which is the nation's oldest, largest, most hated, most loved, most cussed, most discussed civil rights organization, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, better known as the NAA. CP. Yes. Now let me start with a disclaimer. I am not a minister, preacher, evangelist, prophet. So you won't get a sermon. But what you have before you is a born-again believer. So you're going to get some of my faith in this brief message. I shall not, I shall not be moved. I shall not, oh, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the water. Oh, I shall not be moved. All right. That song, I Shall Not Be Moved, is considered an American folk song. Uh, with the lyrics that, that possibly stretch back to the slavery era. Mm -hmm. Now you should note that the song was adapted by activists in 1930. And the lyrics were changed to, we shall not be moved, to take on the collective voice in protest. And it really gained its popularity as a protest or a union song. Now the song describes how a singer shall not be moved because of its faith in God. There is something about the power of a freedom song. Mm -hmm. A freedom song, the outpouring of freedom songs went to the core of the struggle. And it expressed as nothing else would, was able to do. The hope, the belief, the passion, the dream and the anguish of the conflict. 
Our ancestors would sing about anything that they felt. They would sing about the abuses that they suffered, like not being able to vote. I quote Dr. Martin Luther King. It says, in a sense, the freedom songs are the soul of the movement. They are more, just, more than just incantations of clever phrases designed to invigorate a campaign. They are as old as the history of the Negro in America. They are adaptations of the songs of the slave songs, the sorrow songs, the shout of joy, the battle hymns, and the anthems of the movement. Mm -hmm. Dr. King went on to say, we sing freedom songs today for the same reason. Because we too are still in bondage. Mm -hmm. And these songs add hope and our determination that we shall overcome one day. Now, I share this with you because for 104 years, the NAACP has refused to be moved. We continue to stand to ensure that where there is injustice, where there are signs of hatred and racism, we still fight for justice. All right. Because we shall not be moved. The NAACP stood when there were many that were too afraid or too intimidated mm, yeah. to fight for our rights. Right. Our rights for equal schools, to be treated fair on our jobs, and protecting our right to vote. Mm -hmm. All over these United States of America, they have been trying to take the right to vote with voter suppression laws popping up in one state after the other. Well. The NAACP continues to stand steadfast and unmovable yes. uh -huh. and fighting for the right to vote. All right. We shall not be moved. Yes, Why don't we move? Well, that's because the right to vote is precious, powerful, and personal. I say the right to vote is precious, powerful, and personal. It is precious because it was paid for by the blood. As we sing in our song, the blood of the slaughter, the blood of Harriet and Harry T. Moore, who were killed by a bomb placed under their bed in Mims, Florida, Christmas night, 1951. Only and simply because they were registering people to vote. The blood of Medgar Evers, who was shot to death in his back, in his driveway, well. and died in the front of his wife and children in Jackson, right. Mississippi, yeah. June 12, 1963. The blood of the four little girls who were killed by a terrorist. Mm. On right. September 16, 1963. Yes, yes. Just to intimidate church folks from registering people to vote. Mm -hmm. All right. By those who were battered and bruised in Selma, Alabama, yes. March 7, 1965. Mm -hmm. The right to vote is powerful because it changed this great nation, because it changed the status of African Americans from things to the President of the United States right. of America. Well, right. Well. The right to vote is personal because it belongs to you. 
right. Personal because no one else can use your vote. That's right. Personal because no one can do it but you. Now, there are many more victories I could tell you about, <laughs> but I believe by this time you have the message. All right. Now, I simply want to, want to end with this. Nothing can stop us if we have an Isaiah attitude. All right. All right. Where can you find that Isaiah attitude? In Isaiah 6 and 8. It says, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom shall go for us? Then said I, here am I. Send me. This is the fired up and ready to go portion of the Bible. Isaiah told the Lord all about how he was unfit and unworthy. Then the Lord changed the pronoun from I to say who will go for us? Preach. Right. Preach. Then I said, Isaiah said again, here am I. Uh -huh. Send me. So I ask you now, NAACP, the Lord is asking, who shall I send to fight for justice? All right. Who shall I send to fight against the oppressor? All right. Who shall I send to get the voters to the polls? All right. Who shall I send to stop the right-wing Supreme Court? Who shall I send to demand justice in the justice system? Who is willing? Who is able? All right. Who has the courage? Who has the vision? Who has the faith? Who shall not be moved? They killed Dr. King because he wouldn't be moved. Mm. Yes. Right. They killed Harriet and Harry, Harriet Moore because they wouldn't move. Yes. They killed Medgar because he wouldn't move. Yes. But we still have what they can't kill. All right. We have our hope. Our hope that one day justice will prevail. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I simply came to tell you to be steadfast, mm -hmm. unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For your, for your labor shall not be in vain. Tragedies are commonplace. All kinds of diseases. People are slipping away. Economies down can get enough pay. But as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord, for Sophia Jeffrey, our Banquet Committee Chair for Closing Remarks, as well as Reverend Swan.
I won't be calling you this week at all. <laughs> Good evening. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank all of you for being here tonight. Um, I know some of you are here under duress and pressure. Um, I, I know that there were people that were calling you, threatening you, doing whatever it takes, buddy. I know you did. Um, right to there. get you here. And I, I really appreciate having you here. The NAACP needs your support. You've heard that all throughout the night. No question about it. When, 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 when our speaker um, said something about, um, you know, who, who, who shall I send? I want all of you to say, send me. The NAACP needs you. I, I want to thank certainly um, our speaker. Wonderful job. Short, sweet, and to the point. Reverend Swan, who we've been attached to the hip for the last couple of months, I'm glad I won't hear from you this week. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to also thank the young people who were out here tonight uh, who were volunteering. I really appreciate the job that you did. Also want to thank the, the banquet committee, and I'd like to ask them to stand Edith Ray, Ida Flynn, and Leavenworth, Candace Lopes. Justine Williams, Tanya Pitt, Selena Pierce, not here, but she won't follow it. Mary Spring, Patty Woods, Arnell Jeffrey, my daughter, and certainly Devin Swan. I appreciate all that you've done. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you to all of you for coming out tonight. Um, I'm going to practice doing what Trudy did, and certainly what Frank Button did, and uh, I'm going to give it back to Kathy. Thank you so much. I love you. And for our benediction this evening, please welcome Archbishop Timothy Paul. Let us pray. O divine providence. This assemblings is composed of thy friends who are attracted to thy beauty and are set ablaze by the fire of thy love. Turn these souls into heavenly angels. Resuscitate them with the breath of the Holy Spirit. Grant them eloquent tongues and resolute hearts. Bestow upon them heavenly power and merciful susceptibilities. Cause them to become the promulgators of the oneness of mankind, and the cause of love, and the concord in the world of humanity, so that the perilous darkness of ignorant prejudice may vanish through the light of the Son of Truth. This dreary world may become illumined this material realm may absorb the rays of the world of the spirit. These different colors may merge into one color. And the melody of praise may rise to the kingdom of thy sanctity. Verily, thou art the omnipotent and the almighty. Amen. Amen.